Counsel the Word, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. I'm your host, Keith Palmer, and today we're going to be talking about resources for biblical counseling. I'm very thankful to be with my good friend and fellow pastor, uh, Terry Enns, today. Uh, Terry and I have been serving together here at Grace Bible Church for over 18 years, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, counting just, the years recently. We just celebrated Pastor Terry's 30th anniversary here at the church uh, this, this past fall in 2020 when we're recording this. And uh, so, Terry, it's so good to always be with you and, and just enjoy the fellowship. And uh, we are talking today about something that we often talk about informally, and that yes. is books. Yes, we love books. Books. Man, yes. you get a couple pastors together. Sooner or later, you're going to talk about books. So, yeah. uh, But what we're thinking about today particularly uh, are resources for biblical counselors. Uh, but before we get into uh, some of the books that you found to be particularly helpful in your counseling ministry and also in your training of counselors ministry... Um, maybe we just back up a little bit and ask the question, why should biblical counselors be thinking about reading and, and uh, ongoing education and things of that nature? Yeah, th- that's such a crucial thing because I, I think a, a, a counselor can think, well, you know, to get my ACBC certification, I had to read uh, a thousand pages and uh, maybe, I, maybe I went way beyond and I read 1,500 or 2,000 or 2,500 pages and, and that's adequate and that's enough. But we want to be constantly training and equipping and preparing ourselves for ministry. And uh, we need to understand that even though we may have read 2,500 pages, uh, we, we undoubtedly did not assimilate all of that information uh, at, the, at the time that we read it. And then there are going to be holes in that education, and we want to be constantly supplementing that and thinking about, well, where, where are the holes? What am I missing? What, do I, what else do I need to know? And then, honestly, just ministering to my own heart. Uh, when I became a pastor, I, I realized very quickly uh, there was now nobody that was on a regular basis speaking the truth of the Word of God into my life. And I was here about six months, and I was just starving for someone to preach the Word of God to me. And now I was the preacher, and I had to preach to everybody else. And I realized I need to be self-feeding. And so I did a number of things at that time to make sure that I was feeding my own heart. And and in the same way, a biblical counselor needs to do that. They're pouring out. They're ministering to others, very often multiple people. And so they need to make sure their own hearts are prepared. So we want to be reading not just to prepare our hearts for teaching, counseling, discipling others, but we want to be reading just just to to cover our own hearts with the Word of God and with with uh, biblical insights from other godly men who have thought through the kinds of issues that that are uh, that we're wrestling with in our own lives and want to help others with. A good counselor is always growing. Yes, right. Amen. And, and not just in skills and education, although that's important. But as you you very uh, appropriately mentioned, just to feed our own souls. You think of. Uh, uh, our hero Ezra, the priest Ezra in Scripture, mm-hmm. in Ezra chapter 7, verse 10, who set his heart to study the law of God and then to practice it himself, right? That, that self, uh, self-irrigating believer that we're thinking about. And then to teach the statutes and ordinances to Israel or Paul's admonition to, to Timothy, very similar. Pay, play, pay, there we go, close attention <laughs> to yourself and to your teaching and persevere yes. in these things. So so very good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, thinking about that, that um, 
we need to be growing. We need to be challenging ourselves. What are some of your favorite resources, maybe that have fed your heart personally, uh, or resources that you found particularly helpful for growing and building out your counseling skills? Yeah, I, I think about it in two ways, really, around th- that very issue. One, um, I want to help. I want to help my counselors grow as counselors and and be skillful and and have resources and tools to give to their counselees so that so that there are there are a variety of problems we deal with but very often they come down to very similar kinds of heart issues and so I want I want to give them uh, some resources that will help them uh, to be equipped for a, a broad variety of, of uh, counseling cases. And then I also just want to help them in the skill of being a biblical counselor. So what, what does it mean to be a biblical counselor? And let's make sure we have those skills down well. And uh, so when I have supervision with uh, counselors and I have asked them to read uh, eight or nine different books uh, and then provide me with some very brief uh, overviews of those books. And uh, some of them are, are just kind of classics like uh, Jay Adams, uh, The Christian Counselor's Manual. I think that's probably about 40 years old. In fact, uh, the copy that I have beside me here is probably uh, a vintage copy, very similar to uh, what was released when it came out in the 1970s. And that's still a really helpful resource. It just overviews a lot of different kinds of cases uh, that someone might come up against and just gives a good biblical perspective of how to think about those kinds of issues. That's that's one that I will turn to very often. Uh, then along with that, John MacArthur's book that he edited, um, Biblical Counseling, um, now actually has been, has been retitled How to Counsel Biblically. Again, a, a compilation of a bunch of different uh, authors, writers who are addressing just the process about biblical counseling. And uh, it's it's just the basic how-to and something that I turn to on a regular basis, uh, both for my own help as well as uh, for uh, counseling others and training others in biblical counseling. Uh, That's one I think is a a necessary. Along with that as well, Heath Lambert's book, Theology of Biblical Counseling, that came out, what, four or five years ago, I guess. And it's one that I have uh, both a hard copy of and I have it on my Kindle, and I am regularly using both copies, um, referring to it myself, uh, pointing counselors to it, uh, exam takers, if, if people are in the exam writing process, that, that's one that I would say is absolutely indispensable uh, to that process. So those are just some that I've, I've kind of gathered, thinking about how we can be uh, better equipped just as counselors. How do we think about the biblical counseling process? That's very helpful. Um, so so let's, let's go to the lightning round now, okay? You meet somebody who has no exposure to biblical counseling, and you're just trying to put something in their hands that would introduce them to that. And we're not going to assume that they have any necessarily, you know, biblical training in particular or whatnot. What's, what's your favorite go-to book just to introduce the average believer to what biblical counseling is? Um, are they are they wanting to, are they willing to sit down and read a whole book, or are they just looking for a pamphlet? No, let's do a book. Okay, I, book. I would I would say Lambert's book, Theology of Biblical Counseling. I just think he gives 
a really clear picture, walks basically through all of the steps of theology and relates it to real life and helps us to see how theology connects to life and how people live out of their theology and how the scriptures uh, address that and and change that uh, and can change people's lives. I, um, I think that's just a really, really outstanding resource. Okay. Maybe along with that, I know this is lightning round, but uh, along with that, Jeremy Pierre's book, and my wife, when she bought this, uh, actually, I think I bought it for her at a conference, um, she read it, and she kept telling me, you got to read this, you got to read it, you got to read it. Jeremy Pierre's book, The Dynamic Heart in Daily Life. And um, and finally, she um, graciously persisted in reminding me of my need to read it, <laughs> and and I picked it up, and I read it, and I I just had a tremendous appreciation for it. And what's helpful about that is it's not the broad overview of biblical counseling, but it does address the heart and how everything connects in life to the heart. And, um, you know, he tells us about what the heart does, where the heart goes wrong, and then how to remedy um, the heart and how to address the heart. And and I just, I, th- I think that's, Maybe if not Lambert's book, then Jeremy Pierre's book, I think would be really, really helpful as well. Okay, good. You've got a friend who is completely convinced that we need resources outside the Bible to actually help people with counseling care. So this is a well-meaning brother or sister in Christ. They're believers, but they believe in the need for integration or Christian psychology or the the resources, quote-unquote, of modern secular therapies. And you want to put something in their hands that's going to help them see that the scriptures are sufficient for counseling, that the Bible is the authoritative word of God adequate for every good work, including counseling. What's the one book you want to put in their hands? Um, I'd probably put one of two. Can I use two? Of course. (laughs) You're Um, a guest. A a couple of pamphlets by Jay Adams that I have found really, really helpful over the years. Uh, Christ and Your Problems. And how to handle trouble. They're small. Uh, how to handle trouble is, I think, about 40 pages, 60 pages in a, in a pamphlet size. And Christ and Your Problems is probably about 20-something. But he just skillfully shows how the scriptures are adequate. And Christ is adequate for everything that we need. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would um, I would put one of those two in there. And then uh, Stuart Scott and Heath Lambert, uh, Counseling the Hard Cases. And, again, they're taking... They're taking the hard cases, the really troublesome issues, uh, anorexia and bulimia and persistent sexual sin and, and a variety of very common kinds of things. And they just show us from real life scenarios how the scriptures can change people's lives. And so, and, and the, the, the great thing about Lambert and Scott, uh, that book is that it first lays out a biblical theology of change. That is really, really helpful. So um, I'd probably go to to one of those uh, for helping someone uh, come to a realization of their need for the scriptures. Okay, that's helpful. What, quote unquote, biblical counseling related book has most impacted you personally and spiritually? And um, you can do more than one if you want. Yeah, and, and this one actually doesn't fall into the biblical counseling model, but um, it's a book that I just picked up. It's our it's our book of the month at the church this month. It is by Dane Ortland. I think it's out maybe just three or four months as we're talking right now, uh, called Gentle and Lowly. And I can hardly even say the title um, without getting choked up. That that book has ministered to my to my own heart in ways that um, 
that I haven't experienced in a very long time. Um, I've benefited from many books and very thankful for many books, but that, that book has uh, drilled the security and safety of my life in Christ and his unrelenting, passionate pursuit of me in every circumstance in a way that has just brought tremendous comfort to my own heart. Um, I shared with our church when I talked about the book that many years ago I was in a counseling case and someone asked me what I did for fear and anxiety and I very brazenly said something like, well, I'm just not an anxious person, so I don't don't know what to tell you. And over the years, the Lord has just revealed to me different ways that I'm fearful and anxious. And this is a book that I picked up recently and, uh, and I have it on my Kindle and I, I am keeping it on my Kindle so that when I wake up in the middle of the night and I am fearful, anxious, and my mind is going out of control and I'm trying to rein it in and I know what I need to be doing, but I'm just struggling to do it, that I can just reach over, grab my phone, open up my Kindle app and start reading in that book and find the love of Christ that pursues me, not just in my trouble, but in my sin that he is drawn towards me in my sin. And can I take a minute, two minutes, Go for <laughs> and it. just read something from, from sure. this? This is, his, um, this is his chapter on Hebrews 7.25. It's about 20, the book is about 23 chapters, uh, about five to eight pages a piece, so they're readable in a short amount of time and just allow some good meditation. Uh, Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore he is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. And he, he, um, he saves forever. That's my translation. The King James says he saves to the uttermost. The sense is he saves completely. And this is what Ortland writes. To the uttermost in Hebrews 7.25 means God's forgiving, redeeming, restoring touch reaches down into the darkest crevices of our souls, those places where we are most ashamed, most defeated. More than this, those crevices of sin are themselves the places where Christ loves us the most. His heart willingly goes down there. His heart most strongly is drawn there. He knows us to the uttermost and he saves us to the uttermost because his heart is is drawn out to us to the uttermost. We cannot sin our way out of his tender care. Well, that's just a a really small uh, quotation from this book that has just riveted my heart. That's the kind of book that that will equip the counselor himself, and it's also going to be a book, I think, that he will recommend or she will recommend dozens of times to counselees. Uh, counselees will find great help from this book and, um, and, um, and the counselor will as well. Very, very, very helpful. Well, this has been a really, uh, I think, encouraging and, and edifying conversation just in thinking about some books that have impacted you personally as well as others that you've used uh, in your training of counselors. Uh, are there any other books that we haven't covered in any of my questions that you feel like would benefit those that are listening um, before we? Uh... Yeah, let me just let me just run through two or three real, really quickly. One is Trusting God by Jerry Bridges. Uh, that's a classic. And we will find that our, a lot of our counselees are struggling with with issues of control, the wanting to control life and life is not controllable. 
And so that's just a really good book to give them, to help them understand God's sovereign control of the universe and, and the safety that that provides for us. Uh, finally, Free by Heath Lambert. It's a book about pornography, but really uh, I think it's a book about sanctification that is applied particularly towards pornography. So I've used that many times, uh, counseling uh, men who are struggling with sexual sin, but really, you can take out the word pornography or sexual sin in that book, and you can apply uh, the sin that anyone is struggling with, plug it in, and it's almost always going to work. So that's just a really, really helpful book, not just for pornography and sexual sin, but understanding sanctification. And then I love Steve Weyer's book, Putting Your Past in Its Place, a really, really helpful book. We all have things that have happened to us in the past uh, that we have regret over and we have things uh, that we have done in the past that are regretful. And, and how do we process those things and how do we think about those things? And Viers puts together a very simple chart, walks through it in very pragmatic ways, real-life examples that I think is just really helpful uh, for people resolving issues from the past. And, again, that's going to be one that's uh, going to be used regularly uh, by, our, by our counselees. Well, Terry, thanks for being with us on the podcast today. This has been very helpful in terms of getting some uh, good resources out there for our listeners, and uh, we hope uh, that uh, you out there listening to this have enjoyed it as well. Thanks for being with us, Terry. Thank you, Keith. Thank you for listening to Counsel of the Word. For more information about the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, you can visit us at our website at thecbcd.org. Thank you.